0: What's up, everyone? The Inside Hoosier is back, and I am back in Dayton, Ohio, uh, after my couple-month hiatus in Detroit for a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, my microphone on my computer isn't working anymore. Uh, I mean, it still works, but I haven't, for some reason, the configuration is messed up. The quality just sounds terrible. Um, almost sounds like one of those old fo- old phone calls that you're you're on, and you just you just can't really can't really hear it. So, I'm gonna continue to do it on my phone until I at least get that fixed and figured out. Um, I did promise you guys that once the schedule came out, um, draft was over, some of the free agency moves for the most part were done, Um, I was going to go over the schedule, and the big thing that I wanted to do with it uh, is what I was doing when I was looking as far as how to break it down, um, for some reason a lot of teams don't have their actual schedules, um, and like a nice formatted image at least on the internet, they have it for last year, which would have been great, but they don't have it for this year. Uh, I was able to find, though, a 2021 NFL schedule grid uh, for all of the weeks from uh, week 1 in September all the way through week 18, uh, first couple weeks in January. And uh, has every team broken down who they face, um, if it's a home game, a road game, if it's five weeks, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, Saturday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and if it's over in London or not. not really going to break too much down as far as the Sunday, Monday, Thursday night um, I know those are critical games. A lot of times, we know certain players, Kirk Cousins, that affects or not. Um, I'm gonna try to be, just be as objective as possible. Uh, I am gonna break down each division as we go. Uh, the other thing too that I, I've noticed, at least in other other shows, other um, you know analysts, everything like that, that break down these schedules. You know they'll say like one team is going to go 13 and 3. This is who they're going to win. This is who they're going to lose against. And then they do another team that happens to face them. And it's like they have a completely and totally new analytics on it. It's like wait a minute, you're kind of contradicting yourself. You said this team is going to go like 13 and 3. You said this team is going to go like you know 10 and 6. And you, you have games flopped and it, it's 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 just not accurate to what they picked. And I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, so what I'm going to do is, as I break each in, each individual division down, uh, I have it marked. And if I have a team beating one team in, say, week three, then I go then I go to week three for that other team and I put that they're going to lose that game. So that way I'm staying true and accurate to what I believe is going to be the case as far as games go. Um, so that way I'm not contradicting myself and saying, oh, well, you said they were going to win this game, but then you said the other team was going to win that game. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, Afterwards, probably give a little bit of insight on what I think about the Aaron Rodgers situation since we did actually get an update from Aaron Rodgers himself. And then the new news as far as Julio Jones requesting uh, to be traded from the Falcons. So lots to be in store. Um, So... Since we do have the potential um, Julio Jones moving as far as out of the NFC South into potentially another division, uh, I'm going to probably stay away from the AFC East, uh, the NFC South, and um, uh, AFC South for a little bit. Um, and I'll break that down into a little further as we get into that topic. Um, but for now, I'm going to go with a division that I know for sure um, pretty much all of the offseason season Draft moves have been made for a lot of these teams. Um, one of them might be in the mix for Julio. It's kind of up in the air. Uh, but for the most part, I think this is probably one of the more set divisions and what I think is going to happen as far as the offseason goes. Um, and really, some of you probably aren't going to be a big fan of my picks, of how I break it down. Um, to be honest, I think overall this year, um, and i said it again i said it last year too um and i'll it'll probably continue to be said to be honest with you uh but looking at this this off season the the moves that were made you know especially with covid um a lot of impact players retiring leaving you know teams doing really well in the draft i mean this is a very well uh stocked and very talented draft class coming into here uh, you know all the quarterbacks that were taken, all the wide receivers, the defenses. I mean, this was really this was one of probably the best college classes uh, to come into the draft for at least a couple years. Um, and we've kind of noticed that you know 2014 was a big draft year, uh, 2016 was a big draft year. Um, so there's been there's been a lot of draft classes like that. They've just been they've been phenomenal, and I think this this draft class is going to be one of those uh a lot of teams, I think, overall have gotten better. Uh, there's only a couple teams that I think have really regressed, uh, and I'll break those down as we kind of get into each division. Uh, but first division I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with the with the AFC North. And again, this, this is just, I think, one of the more solid and set divisions uh, more than anything. Um, so I'm going to start with who I think is going to be at the bottom of the division, and then we'll work our way up to the top. Uh, so we're going to start. I'm gonna, I have Cincinnati uh, going 4-13 and 13, uh, this year, and that's, I don't really want this to be a knock on Cincinnati. Um, I don't. I think Cincinnati did get better. They went out, they got Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow is expected to be back. He's healthy. I think he is going to be a big uh, big dynamic. It's going to be interesting to see how he does his second year. Um, I'm, I suspect Joe Burrow might have a little bit of a sophomore regress. Um, but Cincinnati did, I think, really well in the offseason. I think they did well in the draft. I think just the division that they're in, the who they have to face. Um, the AFC North has to face the NFC North, which is an extremely tough division. They also have to face the AFC West. Um, and then uh, Cincinnati also has to face San Francisco this year. So we're gonna break it down by each game. Uh, so very first right off the bat, Cincinnati uh, hosts Minnesota. Um, that that could really go either way. Uh, to be honest with you, I think Minnesota also did really well in the draft as far as getting better. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is gonna have a little bit more motivation, especially Kellen Mond being drafting, being drafted. Because I mean, you know, Minnesota's basically said. Hey, we we have possibly our future guy, and I think I think Kellen Mond was one of those. He was kind of a a dark horse figure in a you know powerhouse school like Texas A and M. Now, don't get me wrong; it wasn't like Texas A and M was in contention for um, you know the playoffs or any type of national championship, anything like that. But I think the scouts liked what they saw, um, and a lot of people had Kellen Mond very very high up on the draft. You know, especially after uh, Lawrence Wilson. Fields, Jones, and um, oh, who was the fifth quarterback that was taken? I feel really bad because I can't even remember. Oh, Trey Lance. Um, after that, it was you know I think Kellen Mond was probably that that next quarterback that would have been taken, um, as far as you know if we we're looking for a rookie prospect that could potentially develop into something. I think Kellen Mond is it. So I think for the first game, I'm going to have uh, Cincinnati losing to Minnesota. Then they go on the road to Chicago. I think they're going to lose that, um, mainly whether Andy Dalton starts or whether or not uh, Justin Fields starts. Either one, really, uh, I think is both going to be bad for Cincinnati. I don't know if Cincinnati's defense has stepped up enough enough, enough for that. Uh, for Allen Robinson... Uh, If it is Justin Fields, I think he's going to have a really dynamic time, and Chicago's defense is still one of the better defenses, at least at minimum top 10 defense, and I think it's going to give Joe Burrow a really hard time, Um, and that offensive line was really shaky last year, so I think Cincinnati's going to struggle, I think they're going to start 0-2. Then they go to Pittsburgh, I'm going to say they lose to Pittsburgh, Uh, then they host Jacksonville, so it'll be... You know, number one overall pick versus number one overall pick uh, from last year. So Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. I think Joe Burrow gets the gets the win in this one. Um, mainly being Trevor Lawrence is still going to be learning. Um, I think weapons wise, I think Cincinnati is going to be better. Uh, Joe Burrow is a little bit more prepared NFL wise, um, and really overall, I think I think the whole Tebow thing might be a little bit distracting for Jacksonville. I have Jacksonville having a rough start to the year as well. Um, so I think Cincinnati gets their first win against Jacksonville. Uh, then they host Green Bay. I have that as a loss. Then they go to Detroit. Detroit, I feel like, could really go either way. Again, though, I think with the continuity of Burrow and Burrow just overall having better weapons with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, um, and I just think overall better team concept, I think, I think Cincinnati is going to beat Detroit um, wholeheartedly. So I have them uh, getting a win there. Then they travel to Baltimore. I have them losing to the uh, Ravens. Then they go to the Jets. I have them winning. Kind of the same thing. The Jets are Jets are really just it's a mess. They are rebuilding the offensive line. It'll be interesting to see how Robert Sala does with the defense uh, as the head coach. And then of course you have Zach Wilson as rookie. Personally, I think they reached a little bit on Wilson, but you know I think Cincinnati still benefits off of that. Gets a win. Then they host Cleveland. They have a bye week in Week 10. Then they go to Las Vegas. I have them losing to Vegas. I think Vegas is just a better overall team as far as what Cincinnati has. Also a tougher team because tougher team and a tougher division, to be 100% honest with you. Um, you A lot of people could argue the AFC North is also just as equally tough. Uh, But as far as coaching, uh, overall talent of players, I think Vegas is going to have the edge on Cincinnati in that. Uh, Then they host Pittsburgh. I have them losing to Pittsburgh. Uh, then they host the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert is going to be a lot better. I think, uh, quietly, the Chargers probably had uh, a phenomenal draft as well as a phenomenal offseason. You still have Keenan Allen. You have Justin Herbert, who was incredible last year. They got a solid offensive tackle uh, in Rayshon Slater. They have Austin Eckler. Um, I think, and, I, and they had a pretty good defense. So I think the Chargers are going to be uh, a little bit tough. And for Cincy, I think they're going to lose. Uh, just because of that. San Francisco, kind of the same thing. Super talented defense was in the Super Bowl just a couple years ago. A lot of those pieces are still there. Um, whether it's Jimmy G or Trey Lance, either one. won. Um, I think with Kyle Shanahan running that offense, you know he's got two uh, very talented, prominent quarterbacks, and I think he, he's going to flourish because of it. So I have them losing to San Francisco. Um, now I do have them rebounding a little bit, Denver Denver is still a big question for me, especially in December. Um, Cincinnati's already a cold-weather team, so I, I kind of, you know, eliminate the weather factor as far as that goes. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a little bit of a question. I think he's going to be a great game manager. Um, defensively, I think Denver has definitely stepped up, so really I feel like it could go either way. But I I think I'm going to give the edge to Cincinnati just because of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Uh T. Higgins, so I think I think Cincinnati's going to do fine against Denver. Uh, then they host Baltimore, they host Kansas City. Both of those are going to be losses. They're they're not going to be able to contain Lamar Jackson, and they're they're not stopping Patty Mullins. Not not with all the weapons, not that defense. Kansas City's just too good for for them to be able to beat. Uh, then they go to Cleveland, the last game of the year. I think they're going to lose to Cleveland. I think Cleveland is going to sleep uh, sweep them. Same thing. I mean, Cleveland has gotten so much better. Offensive line weapons defense you know they they've shored up they they also did extremely well in the offseason. draft wise a little bit more of a question mark um, which is probably one of the few times we've ever said that about Cleveland especially in recent years um, and I have Cleveland going doing really well this year so I don't I don't see them beating Cleveland so I have been the Bengals going four and thirteen maybe five and twelve even even six and eleven um, but I think that's probably gonna be their peak to be a hundred percent honest with you unless they just shock some people or some injuries happen. Um, again, not Cincinnati's fault, looking at their schedule, looking at the teams they face. I just I think that the off season and draft was really good for a lot of people, and I think Cincinnati is just one of those they're they're gonna have a tough time having to deal with it. Um, continuing with the ASC North, the third team that I have that I think is gonna finally have a really bad season is I've got Pittsburgh. Uh, I have Pittsburgh being third, going 5-12. and 12. A lot of people are like, wait, whoa, 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 why? They let go of James Conner. Now, they do have Najee Harris, so I think that is a upgrade to James Conner. I think James Conner just had one of those you know, one-year wonder type things. Uh, they lost Bud Dupree in free agency to the Titans, so I think their defense definitely took a hit on that. They don't have Ryan Shazier. They do still have P.J. Watt. Um, and they, they had a phenomenal defense last year uh, that carried them to being you know 11 and 0 the first few games. But you know like everybody saw and I think really agreed, especially since they lost you know five of their last six games, um, Pittsburgh did not look like an 11 and 0 team when they were 11 and 0. I think Roethlisberger is done. I just think Pittsburgh doesn't want to let go. Uh, because I don't, I don't think they really have a solid plan. Mason Rudolph is not the answer, uh, and Big Ben gets upset anytime they draft a draft a quarterback. So I, for Pittsburgh's sake, for to me, for them to be relevant, I think they need to lose this many games. That way, they can even have some type of a decent shot uh, to get a good quarterback prospect uh, coming into next year's draft. A lot of names I don't really know, to be honest with you, or at least not a lot of big names. Um, it'll be inter- this college season will be really interesting to see how it goes. Uh, Pittsburgh could even uh, get somebody in, you know, the off season. They did pick up Dwayne Haskins, maybe you know, Dwayne Haskins has a career revival there, and maybe that's what they're betting on if ben, if Big Ben doesn't work out. Uh, but we'll see. But to start with uh, Pittsburgh, they they start out at Buffalo. I don't think they're going to beat Buffalo. I have been losing. And then they host the Raiders. Uh, I have them losing to the Raiders, especially especially early on. The Raiders are always really good at kind of the beginning of the year. It's it's right in like the back half of the year for some reason that the Raiders just fall apart, and I don't know why. Uh, I do have them getting their first win uh, hosting Cincinnati. Uh, then they go to Green Bay. They're going to lose to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, You know, even as good as Pittsburgh's defense is, they, they just, to me they don't have the offensive firepower to be able to compete with Aaron Rodgers, not like they used to. You know, if you would have asked me, heck, five six years ago, you know, I, I'd say it'd really be a toss up match. Um, maybe even giving it to Pittsburgh just because they would have the better defense. Um, but no, I, I have them losing to Green Bay. Uh, then they host Denver. I have them beating Teddy Bridgewater. Kind of the same thing. I don't. I don't think it's for Denver's lack of firepower. I mean, they have Jerry Judy. They have Cortland Sutton. They have Noah Fant. Um, they drafted uh, the kid out of North Carolina. Um, and then they still technically have Melvin Gordon. I I doubt if that's going to continue to work. I think Melvin Gordon has proved that he's not he's not as good as it, he once was. Um, but I have them beating Denver. Then they host Seattle. He, they're not going to beat Russell Wilson. Again, same thing. The Firepower. Defense might be the only thing to let Seattle down, but Seattle went out, made sure to upgrade the offensive line for Russell. So I think Russell being able to manage the game a little bit more and letting Russ cook. Uh, per se, I, I think Pittsburgh is going to struggle with Seattle. I have them losing. Uh, then they're going to go to Cleveland. I think they're going to lose. I I think that Cleveland, you know, the momentum that Cleveland is going to have, again, the fact that Cleveland has gotten better, is, is going to be a lot for for Pittsburgh to handle. And I mean, you look at what uh, they did last year. Um, you know, they managed to beat Cleveland once. Uh, they didn't beat them the second time. And then Cleveland turned around, and Cleveland, you know, just wholeheartedly whooped them in the playoffs, and even at home in Pittsburgh. So I, I really think the you know Cleveland Cleveland's gonna gonna shock a lot of people, and I think they're gonna have a three-game win streak against the Steelers at least, carrying on from last year. Um, then they host the Bears, kind of the same thing. I think I think the Bears offensively are gonna are really gonna click, especially with Matt Nagy. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see who Matt decides to go with. If, if Justin Fields is going to be the guy or if they're going to go with Andy, uh, maybe struggle a little bit and then have to start to turn around because they, they don't face the Bears until week nine. So really that, that's your halfway point, and it'll be interesting to see where the Bears stand at that point and if they decide to go with the rookie or not. Um, but again, I think defensively it's going to be a lot for Pittsburgh to have to deal with. I think Juju's going to get well covered. Uh, the Bears are always really good against the run, so I mean, I think Najee's going to struggle a little bit, so I I have the Bears actually winning that game. Uh, then they host Detroit. I think they're going to win. I think Detroit is just too big of a mess. Jared Goff does not have a lot to work with there, um, and so I have Detroit losing to the uh, Steelers. Then they go to, uh, then Pittsburgh goes to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. I have them losing that as well, Um I think overall the Chargers are a really good team, and I think they're going to make a make a big splash next year. Um, so I have the Chargers actually beating uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, then they go to Cincinnati, where I think they're going to win. Uh, and then they finally get uh, the big beast in the AFC North. They get Baltimore. and They host them. I'm going to say that they lose to Baltimore for sure. Um, I think Baltimore is kind of tired of having to deal with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Baltimore had kind of an off year last year, and I think I think they're going to do I think Baltimore is going to be a lot better. Uh, Baltimore is also a potential spot that Julio Jones may or may not want to go to. Uh, he said that he narrowed it down to two other teams. Baltimore is not one of them listed. Um, but you know, if if the Ravens are able to acquire him, I, I wouldn't see why not. They got, you know, they got a couple extra picks from Kansas City. I mean, use them. And then they go to Minnesota. I have him beating Minnesota. Um, Minnesota is one of those I can't really get a read on. Minnesota. I think they did really well in the off season. I think they, I mean, they still have Thielen, they still have Jefferson, uh, they still have Cook. It's just Kirk Cousins is that biggest question mark, and then their their defense is going to be what kind of scares me a little bit on if they're going to be better or worse or not. Uh, then they host the Titans. I think the Titans are going to win. Uh, then they go to Kansas City. Pittsburgh's not beating Kansas City. That's just not happening. Uh, then they host Cleveland, and I think Cleveland sweeps them this year. I really do. Uh, and then they go to Baltimore to finish it out, and I think they lose, and like I said, I think Pittsburgh goes five and twelve as the number three team in the AFC north. My number two team is gonna be the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people have the Browns potentially winning the AFC north. I could see it. Um, I think it is going to be a lot of just you know head to head tiebreakers with Baltimore as far as either uh, beating each other one on one. Or just beating other teams that maybe the other one did or didn't beat. I think that's what it's honestly just going to come down to. Uh, so Cleveland kind of starts off a little rough. Um, they host, Can- they go to Kansas City, uh, which I think they're they're going to lose. Um, honestly, I think it's going to probably be one of the more interesting games that's played. Uh, but I, I have Cleveland losing just just because of Kansas City's experience, um, the firepower. But, like I said, it really could go either way. I'm I'm going to take Kansas City winning, and if and I think it'll just be by a very slight margin that Kansas City wins is that one. Uh, then they host Houston. Houston is one of those teams. I think Houston is just a dumpster fire this year. The whole Deshaun Watson thing, they didn't have a draft pick until the third round. They lost Will Fuller in free agency. They only have Brandon Cooks, who's injury-prone. I don't even know who their second receiver is after that. They don't have a tight end. They have Laramie Tunzel on the offensive line. They lost their starting center in Nick Barton. He went to the Raiders. I mean, they, they have running backs. They have Mark Ingram. They have David Johnson. They have Duke Johnson. That That's about it. And they have Deshaun Watson, who may or may not start because of the the sexual allegations. Um, and then they lost J.J. Watt. So I think they lost the heart and soul of their defense, and I think their defense is going to suffer uh, as a result of it, so I have Cleveland beating the Texans. Uh, then they host Chicago. Kind of the same thing. I I feel like it could really go either way. It depends on what Matt Nagy decides to go with. Um, I do have them losing, and I only have them losing because of the Bears defense. And I know it's going to seem like I'm you know making the Bears defense out to just be this you know incredible monster defense. The Bears defense is really good. I think is what has really hurt them because you look at. When the Bears went 12 and 4 and last won uh, the NFC North, especially with Mitchell Trubisky, you know they he was a game manager. They didn't turn the ball over a whole lot. You know they were able to move the chains, kept that defense off the field. The defense was rested, and that defense flourished as a result of it. And they still have a lot of you know phenomenal players on that defense. So you know offensively, I think the Chicago has gotten a lot better. It'll be interesting to see who they have at quarterback. Uh, but I have Cleveland losing to Chicago in, in a respectable way. I don't I don't picture them getting blown out or anything to that matter. Uh, then they go to Minnesota. I think they win. Uh, then they go to the Chargers. It's going to be a head-to-head battle. I think just overall experience-wise, uh, defensively and weapons-wise, I think Cleveland is built to be able to handle that. Um, like I said, I think they're going to give Kansas City a run for their money. Uh, so if they do, I think they're going to very easily be able to translate that over to the Chargers. Um, so I, I have them winning against the Chargers, and then they host the Cardinals. Uh, I have them winning against Chargers, kind of the same thing, you know, mobile quarterback, really good arm, you know, phenomenal weapons, Kyler Murray got, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, he has A.J. Green, um, he has Christian Kirk, the defense got better with J.J. J. Watt, um, they still have Buda Baker, now they lost Patrick Peterson, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes, they also lost to Redick, um, so I think, to me, Arizona took a little bit of a step back in some regards. Uh, but I have Cleveland winning just due through you know pure experience and the team actually finally coming together under Kevin Stefanski. Uh, then Cleveland hosts Denver. I think they're going to win just because of quarterback play alone. Then they host Pittsburgh. I have them winning. Uh, then they go to Cincinnati. They're going to wean- win against Cincinnati. Then they go to New England. I have them winning against New England. Everybody... Everybody is so high up on the Patriots because of the Patriots' past success and the fact that Bill Belichick did all of this stuff in the offseason. And I think the Patriots did have a really good draft. Again, the only question mark I have is Mac Jones. I'm not really sold on quarterbacks that come out of Alabama. You look at all the players that are at Alabama. and You look at all the quarterbacks have been, you know, part of these championship-caliber Alabama teams and all of these record-setting Alabama teams, these quarterbacks that come from, they don't work out a lot of time. Jalen Hurts has had some success a little bit in the NFL. It'll be interesting to see how he does next year, being second year. Same with Tua Tungabailoa. You know, both of them, you know, huge NFL prospe- You know NFL prospects, huge college successes for sure. Um, you know, both won national championships while at Alabama. You know, Jalen had his own success at Oklahoma. Did really well for the Eagles, uh, plays at Carson Wentz, and Tua had a winning record, and you know, just had an on and off you know few games while he was the starter for Miami. Uh, but between him and Fitz, you know, managed to get him to a winning season. So I, I really think, and if it wasn't for the fact that Buffalo decided that they were just going to keep going over Miami. Um, I think Miami would have been in the playoffs, to be honest with you, um, but I I don't picture New England having the firepower offensively to be able to deal with it. Um, New England is a team that Julio Jones said he would want to play for um, to go up with Cam Newton, so that would definitely increase the firepower there for sure. I don't know if New England is willing to give up that much for Julio, uh, but we'll see, to be honest with you. But I, I don't have New England doing that well, and I think I think Cleveland is going to beat them as a result. Uh, then they host Detroit. I think Detroit's going to be a dumpster fire, so they were going to win at Detroit. Then they're going to go to Baltimore. That's going to be, I think, one of their first real big tests there as well, as Baltimore. Uh, because it's going to be in Baltimore, I have them losing. Uh, then they have a bye week, and then they host Baltimore. So I think that is going to be a win. And I say that because, you know, they're going to come into Baltimore. They're going to be on a, what is that, a seven-game win streak. So when they come in, they're going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and two coming into Baltimore. They're going to lose. They're going to be nine and three into the bye, come out of the bye, and then they host Baltimore. I think they're going to win hosting just because... They're going to face Baltimore. They're going to go overtake, and they're going to face Baltimore again. And I think, I think once that happens, having that, you know, we just face them, we're going to have a bye week, and then we're going to face them again. I think, I think they're going to rebound. I think they're going to win. Uh, then they host Vegas. I think Vegas defensively defense is what's going to hurt Las Vegas. So I have them winning against Las Vegas. Then I have them going to Green Bay. And I have them losing to the Packers. Now, a lot of the Green Bay things is going to be entirely dependent on if Aaron Rodgers plays or not. Um, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, Packers are, Packers are going to be a bad team if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. Um, I think with Aaron Rodgers playing, Packers defense definitely getting that upgrade a couple years ago. I think they're going to give fits to Baker Mayfield going to be in Green Bay at Lambeau Field in December, so that I think that's going to be difficult for Cleveland to have to face. Uh, then they go to Pittsburgh, where I think they're going to win. They're going to sweep Steelers. And then uh, they go to Cincinnati, where I think they're going to win. They could even potentially lose to Cincinnati. I think it's going to depend on their standings as well as Baltimore's standings uh, to see whether or not, A, they're in contention for the AFC North, uh, and, you know, what they're in contention is as far as even a, a wild card spot. Um, but I think overall, I think they're still probably going to start their guys just to continue the momentum. Uh, I think they're going to win, and I think Cleveland's going to be 12-5 and next year. So I think that's going to be really respectable for them. And last but not least for the AFC North, uh, I got Baltimore being 13-4. and um, I think Baltimore is going to be the number two seed in the AFC uh, behind Kansas City. Uh, being 100% honest with you, I think Baltimore is really gonna step up. I think Lamar Jackson's gonna step up. You kinda notice they, they kinda had an up and down year. I think they were expecting to be better last year, uh, than what they were, and I, I don't know if maybe, you know, they kinda went in there with a little bit of an ego, and then I think they got hurt a little bit egotistically. Uh, but Mark Ingram didn't really do much for him, uh, but they did manage to have J.K. Dobbins, and I think J.K. Dobbins is gonna be a phenomenal running back for him. Uh, they still have, Uh, Marquise Brown Uh, they still have Mark Andrews Um, and it it would be interesting I could see I could honestly see Baltimore doing their best to try to go after uh, for Julio Jones Uh, defensively I think they stayed just as well Um, they did lose uh, Yannick Ngakwe to the Raiders so maybe a little bit of a step back maybe a little bit of the same for the offensive line they did sign uh, Alejandro uh, Villanueva from the Steelers as a free agent um, I mean, he was solid for them while he was playing. I didn't really see anything too bad. He was considered one of the premier left tackles for a long time, and I think he probably still has quite a bit to give. And I think schedule-wise, I think Baltimore's in really a good spot. Uh, Baltimore goes to Las Vegas to start out on Monday night. Um, I think they beat. I think they beat Vegas mainly due to just Vegas having having those defensive issues. Then they host Kansas City. I think they lose to Kansas City. Uh, but then they get a pretty easy stretch. They go to Detroit, they're going to win. They go to Denver, I think they're going to win. Uh, then they host Indy. Indy's going to be a question mark because of Carson Wentz. I think that's going to be looking at Indy's schedule. Indy has a really rough schedule, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see Indy kind of coming in here pretty rough and beat up uh, this early in the year. So I, I'm going to have them winning against Indy. Uh, then they face the Chargers, so I think they're going to win against them. Um, again, nothing, nothing against Justin Herbert, nothing really against the Chargers. I just think, uh, again, kind of experience-wise, uh, now the Chargers, when Lamar took over as a rookie, the Chargers were doing very well in their own right, and they were able to stop Lamar Jackson as far as, you know, him being able to run the ball down people's throats, and, you know, really just neutralized him as a threat overall, um, so, But I think, I think this is going to be kind of a little bit of a revenge game for them on that, on that note. Uh, so I have the Ravens winning that. Then they host Cincy. They're going to win. Uh, then they host Minnesota. They're going to win. Then they go to Miami. Now Miami's really interesting. I'm going to have them lose at Miami. Um, and I only have them lose at Miami uh, mainly because when they faced Miami the first time, when Lamar had his MVP caliber season, you know, uh, Miami was Miami was not a good team at that time. Now, they turned it around the second half of the year, um, and Miami has a really good defense, and I think they just got better defensively. Um, they got Holland out of uh, University of Oregon as a safety. He was one of the better safety prospects coming out of the draft. Uh, and they got Jalen Waddell. I mean, you, you look at their wide receiver room. They have Devontae Parker. They have Will Fuller. And they have Jalen Waddell. And you have Tua Tagovailoa as now your sole quarterback. They got rid of Fitz. He went to Washington. Um, Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin is a question mark at running back. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the run game yet. And then you have Mike Gaseki at the tight end. So I think all around, Miami is very well set to be a contender. Um, so I have them losing at Miami. Uh, then I have them going to Chicago. I think they'll beat Chicago, and I think they'll beat Chicago just because of uh, of their offensive weaponry, and I think defense for defense, uh, they're going to go head-to-head. Um, so I do have them winning at Chicago. I, I feel like that's going to be kind of a low-scoring game. I don't feel like that's going to be a big shootout um, or just like a, you know, clobbering fest at all. Uh, then they host Cleveland. I do have them losing uh, to the um uh, to the uh, I do have Baltimore winning against Cleveland because they're hosting them. Then they go to Pittsburgh. Uh, So they'll face Cleveland, win, then they go to Pittsburgh, win, and then they go to Cleveland, where I have them losing again. going to be a little bit of a revenge game for Cleveland. Uh, then they host Green Bay. I think they're going to win against Green Bay. Again, Green Bay's defense is good. I don't know how they're going to handle uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, and their defense is really good. It's going to be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers handles it, handles it to be honest with you. Uh, then they go to Cincinnati, where I think they'll win, and then they host the Rams in January. You know, Matt Stafford coming off, I think the Rams are going to have a really good year. Really, the NFC West, to me, is the hardest division to pick because all of the teams got better, and all of the teams have a legitimate shot. Um, a lot of people have the Rams actually winning the NFC West next year, um, and I think the Rams have probably one of the hardest schedules, to be honest with you. Um, but I do have them losing to the Rams, especially because it'll be towards the end. Um, I think at that time it'll just kind of be a fight between Cleveland on who's going to win, who beat who type thing. And um, I think they're going to end up winning the AFC North as a result. Uh, and then they, they host Pittsburgh for another win, so I have Baltimore going 13-4. and four. Um so that's gonna be my my picks for the for the AFC North at least. Like I said, I got Cincinnati at the bottom, four and thirteen. I think Cincinnati is gonna be better. I just think schedule wise, they got I don't I just think they got you know dealt the shorthand. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh I feel needs to lose if they want a better draft prospect than um, Dwayne Haskins. I don't know how well Dwayne Haskins is gonna do in Pittsburgh, as well as Pittsburgh does not have the offensive firepower that they used to have. Like I said, they have a good running back in Najee Harris. They have a good defensive core pieces, but I don't see them, you know, being just a outstanding, just you know, blazing team. I, I just don't see it. Uh, then I have Cleveland being number two, twelve and five. Like I said, they could potentially win more. I think Cleveland is going to start to do really well uh, over the next few years. Just overall team cohesion, the weapons that are there, uh, the fact that they rebuilt their defense, got a lot of really good players. Uh, in the off season and in the draft, and then I have Baltimore going thirteen and four. Really, I think the AFC North is going to be between Baltimore and Cleveland um, as far as who wins the division. But I think experience, I think pressure wise, I think I think Baltimore is going to come out on top with the dub. Um, now on to Aaron Rodgers. We did finally see where he he did admit uh, that he does love Green Bay. He loves the city of Green Bay. He loves the fans. Um, he said it wasn't about. It's never been about Jordan. It's never been about that. Um, and, and I do agree. And I and I don't want it misconstrued that I think that that Aaron Rodgers hates Green Bay because A- Aaron Rodgers has never said that he's he's unhappy being in Green Bay. He's never said that. It's and everybody around him has even shown. You know, he's not upset because he's in Green Bay. He's upset because of how Green Bay is ran. You know they don't get him any help as far as wide receivers go. And if you listen to my podcast a couple weeks ago, I actually broke it down as to why. Um, You know, they they haven't gotten him any help. I mean, Devontae Adams just happened to fall in their lap and he got him, but they haven't really spent anything on getting him a wide receiver. They haven't in, you know, the offseason anything. Like this whole Julio thing. The Packers should be literally, you know, just bugging the Falcons to no end, just annoying them. Like what can we give you for Julio except for Aaron Rodgers and except for Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones? What can we as the Packers give you to make a deal for Julio? What can we do to make this happen? And uh there's even people pointed out, you know, Aaron is happy with Green Bay. At everything but the front office. And I think Brian Gutekunst, um I I I think he's a big reason why. It's interesting to see because he's been with the organization forever, that he's just now causing problems for Aaron. Um but I think overall the front office has just really mis mismanaged Aaron. And I think I think it was a lot of the same with Brett Favre. You know, Brett Favre Brett Favre was a little bit more personal, you know. I don't think he liked OTAs, I don't think he liked mini camps, I don't think he really cared for preseason either. It was just, hey, I just want to play the actual football game. I don't want all this unnecessary stuff on top of it. I don't want to do this. I've been doing it for, you know, 16-plus years. I'm tired of it. Don't want to do it. Just want to play the football game, set my records, win another championship, be done. So I, I get it, and I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of in the same boat, but just more of, you know, hey, all these other guys are leaving, going other places, and they get all the help that they need, and I can't, which I, I can't necessarily blame Aaron for. Uh and then, yeah, Julio Jones wants to lead the Falcons. He openly called uh, Shannon Sharp on FS1's uh, Undisputed with Skip and Shannon and told him that he's out of there. Uh, Shannon did ask if he wants to come to Dallas. He said that he wants to win um, and that he apparently narrowed it. Now, he did not say this to Shannon Sharp, but it's been told that uh, Julio has narrowed his choices down to New England and Tennessee. If it was me and I was Julio, I would pick Tennessee. Brian Tannehill... Ryan Tannehill's career has been revived in Tennessee. you got Derrick Henry at your running back. You have A.J. Brown. Um, you have Julio Jones, and you'd, and you'd have an above-average defense. Not a great defense, but an above-average defense uh, in a very winnable division with a very big, winnable team. So I think out of that, if Julio wanted to win, I would change from New England. Like I said, I, I don't know how I feel about New England as far as this season goes, uh, but I would definitely tell him, hey, uh, go to... Go to Green Bay or go to Tennessee, one of those two, and I think think he'd be set. Uh, But that's all for today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Shout out to being able to be on iHeartRadio. This is awesome. Follow me on Instagram at The Inside Hoosier. Uh, I am going to create a link tree to be able to hook up the Discord. Uh, If you want to talk to me there, also to my other Instagram page, um, at Hollywood Sports. Again, thank you, guys. Love you all. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good night and peace.